0: From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Milk is the primary source of nutrition for infant mammals before they're able to digest other types of foods. But many humans keep drink, drinking milk their whole lives, and it seems like we have more milk choices than ever before. Here to help us make sense of the options for milk is registered dietitian nutritionist Maureen Franklin. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Maureen. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Growing up, I don't remember milk coming from anything other than a cow. But today, there's many different types of milks. Um, Before we get into them for comparison, I wanted to ask you about the nutrition that we get from the traditional dairy product milk.
1: Okay, so it tends to seem that all these, quote, milk beverages, or whatever you want to title them, tend to use milk as their standard. So when we're looking at milk, an average cup has about eight grams of good high-quality protein. It's a great source of calcium, all right, which is another thing in terms of bone health. And we've talked about that. Um, it's a good source of potassium if it's something you're looking for as a potassium source. So, and there's no uh, concern. Sometimes people have when they do the sugars, a lot of people say, oh, this has added sugars. Well, that 12 to 13 grams is natural sugar. It's a lactose. So... It's in a beautiful package. It's all ready and ready to go. Good bioavailability, as we say, in terms of your body being able to typically digest it unless you have something in terms of a lactose intolerance. So I think that's one thing people want to look at. Why are they switching from milk? And why are they going to what I would more classify as an alternative?
0: Okay. Now, I've, I've always heard calcium, the milk with the calcium, helps to build bones. Is that only for developing kids, or does that help adults? Adults.
1: You know, when we talk about osteoporosis and people with osteoporosis, we still need a basic amount of calcium in our diet, no matter how old we are, you know, what age we are, what activity level. So that's an important feature. And I think one of the things I know we'll talk about is a lot of these products tend to have to add calcium back into the product.
0: Now I know pediatricians uh, I believe they're still saying that most kids up to age two need whole milk mm-hmm. but then there's one percent two percent skim is that just a difference of fat content or? typically yes okay
1: so what you're doing is the whole milk in terms of for children we know that they need that in terms of you know growth brain development um, after that we're looking at do where are we getting our other sources of good types of fats so whole milk tends to be a higher amount of whole milk and that's why it's called whole milk. Um, then you go down to 2%, so it's about cut in half. That's the 2% label in terms of it. As you go down the ladder in terms of 1% skim, you're getting lower and lower in terms of the fat content. You're not changing the quality of the carbohydrates, you're not changing the protein. You're basically not changing the calcium. You know, people might qu- qualify that and say, "Oh, well this has 302 versus this has 298." It's a relative number. Okay. So the main, you're right, the main thing is you're going down in terms of the types of the amount of fat in that milk product.
0: Are there any downsides nutritionally to drinking milk your whole life? I mean, we, we think of milk with kids, you know, drinking milk at meal time and things like that. But should adults still be drinking milk?
1: I think it's a great, easy source in terms of you've got a blend of carbs, proteins, um, you can have low fat, you get calcium in it. I think it's a great thing unless you're having any kind of concern in terms of like a lactose in problem. Okay. And then people probably need to look towards a source in terms of where they can digest it from that lactose.
0: So that's what I want to talk about. What is there for people who can't tolerate dairy, or vegans who don't eat animal products, mm-hmm. and or people who just don't like the taste of regular milk? What there's a lot out there so. now. There is a number of products that used to be okay we had lactose reduced
1: milk or a milk that had the lactase enzyme so people with lactose problems there was a very limited soy milk is probably the one that's been around the longest in terms of milk alternatives or non-dairy beverages whatever title you'd like to use soy milk's been around for a while now soy milk is a lot of competition because then the next baby that came in was almond milk now we have things, we have hemp milk, we have oatmeal milk, we have potato milk, we have cashew milk. We have so many, again, they call them milks. Um, so there's a lot of alternatives out there.
0: So they're called milks, but they have nothing, to, they're not, they don't come from cows. They're not a dairy product. No. Nope. Okay, so let's take them one by one. Um, the non-dairy alternative soy milk. hmm um, how does that compare? What is it? Is the taste similar? The taste is very similar in terms of it. Um, the c- protein content is very
1: similar in terms of it. it's roughly about the same eight grams of protein per cup, which is similar to what your milk is. Um, it's often fortified um, with calcium and different vitamins. Some people might get concerned about GMOs. Most of the ones use non GMO ingredients in terms of it. What, but this let is me, let me oh, st- sorry. What's GMO. <laughs> Um, Genetically modified organisms, which people have a concern in terms of where is that food product coming from? Is it coming from a non-GMO or a GMO? Another topic. (laughs) Okay. All righty. A hot topic. Um, So soy milk probably is the one that's been, as I say, around the most, probably the most recognizable at this point. Uh, Not something that people don't go, oh, it's soy milk. Pretty much everybody's heard of soy milk.
0: All right. And people may be drinking it because they... uh, Well, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, they might want
1: a plant-based thing. They might not like the taste of milk, as you said. Um, They might have a lactose intolerant. Um, It it could be curiosity in terms of it. I think one of the concerns, and I know we're going to talk about, but something like almond milk became like the new thing for people to use. So I think that's something that people need to think about. Are you using almond milk? What's your purpose for it? Because when I look at almond milk, if I'm looking at it from a nutritional standpoint, it has probably about one gram of protein per cup. And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to put something and I'm going to drink it, I'd like to get a little bit more benefit out of it. But there are people there who love almond milk, Um, tends to be expensive, it can be at times, and there's so many varieties. I think that's a concern, too. You got to look at why are you using this milk?
0: I think people are using, I I know people use them in uh, protein shakes and Mm -hmm. things like that, but you're saying it's lower in protein. It's lower in protein. So if
1: you're Trying to do a protein shake and you're looking for a good level of protein, why not get it from a natural source rather than have to pay somebody to put protein in your protein shake? I mean, you could still put some protein, but you've got eight grams in a cup of milk and you could add less protein shakes and stretch your money a little bit. Um,
0: That's one of the things I think people don't think about. So that's a nut base. There's almond, yes. there's cashew, there's peanut there's milk. There's a new peanut one out. Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining people with nut allergies have to steer clear of oh, these. Yeah. I have a um, son who has
1: nut allergies, and I see these products, and I think, oh, because sometimes you don't realize that with those kinds of things um, it's like oh we're going to do cashews we're going to do hazelnuts we're going to do peanuts in terms of then our company is going to start using those milks in their product and then what's a concern for people with nut allergies so maybe someone who is going more vegetarian wants to go more towards the nut base but On the other side, we have the people with the nut allergies that have to be extremely careful because it could be in something and you don't, unless you read that label and you're careful, you could be getting a peanut milk or something.
0: Um, So do these nut-based milks, do they have more fiber
1: in them? Everything tends to be added back into these milks. So when you look at something and people go, oh, well, see, this has more calcium than milk. Well, it wasn't there originally. They had to add a lot of these products, a lot of these vitamins and minerals back into these products. They have to add calcium a lot of times. They have to add um, vitamins, B12, whatever that company is kind of tooting as far as that goes. Because basically what they're doing is they're crushing the nuts or the almonds or everything, adding water, and especially with the almond milk and the other nut, all that pulp where the protein and the good fiber and things are, that's extracted. Wow. That's
0: the nutritional part.
1: Yeah. So it's like, okay, we took all that out. Now we have to put some of that back in. So people think, oh, this is great because it's a high calcium product. Hmm. But
0: some products are already there that had it. Okay. Let's move on to grain-based. So there's oat milk, there's rice milk. Yep. So oat milk, again, a relatively new one, it can have a little bit higher fiber,
1: okay, because of the oats. But again, Question, do I want to drink my fiber or would I rather get it from a bowl of oatmeal with maybe some fresh blueberries on it? Personal question in terms of it. Again, why are you using that? Um, What are you using it for? And what are you looking for as far as the nutritional value? If it's looking for fiber, there's other ways to get fiber. Um, Rice milk. Again, that tends to be the one that people with a lot of allergies would look at. So that can be one that people can use it for that purpose. But again, if you're looking at rice milk, the base is brown rice, all right? Higher in carbs. So if I'm looking at it from another standpoint in terms of diabetes and I'm looking at carbs, but I think, oh, I'm getting this. You have to be aware of what's in that rice milk.
0: Okay, well, that's that's good to know. what What is the taste like for oat? It doesn't sound like I haven't tasted the oat
1: milk yet. I tasted the nut milks um, last year. And I did not like them. I was like, whoa, these, to me, they had a terrible taste. They're thin. They were thin and just not a pleasant taste for me. As far as the price, when I was looking at it last year, it was pretty high priced in terms of it and not the best taste.
0: So if you're looking for a, something that'll taste like milk, those, these not do I not necessarily taste like again,
1: milk. something now the companies then start changing it. So almond milk unsweetened. Some people can tolerate other want sweetened. So it has a little bit sweeter taste. So again, it's more palatable for them and they're like, so Oh, they're, this isn't so bad. So they add things to it. So they're adding sugar to it. Yes. Okay. And that's the other thing you want to look at all these. Are they adding sugar? You know, I have a, an example here, we showed the chocolate almond milk. Well, unsweetened almond milk is going to taste totally different than your chocolate-flavored almond milk. And it's going to have a different nutritional balance to it because they had to add things to it. Okay. What about legume-based? So that's the new one up here, the pea. It's um, with the pea protein, which is very comparable in terms of the, cal- um, excuse me, the protein of milk. Only one manufacturer at this point has this pea protein. Supposedly, there's another one working on it to come into it. So again, it's a legume base. That's a good one in terms of it. If people are, have any concerns in terms of allergies, those kinds of things. Um, tends to be closed. Um, I have a, a co-worker at work that uses it, uh, likes the taste of it. Creamy type thing that they say in terms of it. Um, so that's, again, probably a better alternative than some of these nut beverages. I would think because again you're you're getting a better balance in terms of that nutritional qualities. And then there's seed based. Yep. The seed based, the hemp, there's hemp milk coming out, there's flax milk coming out. I personally haven't tasted those, but again, we're getting on the bandwagon. So hemp, flax, all the different seeds. I I, I don't doubt we'll probably see a chia seed milk before we before we can even well, bat an eye. <laughs>
0: um coconut milk? I've seen so, that too.
1: Yeah, coconut milk. So coconut milk in the original form, is made it's a grated and squeezed coconut meat. It's usually reserved for cooking. Um, what happens then? They take and make it for a coconut milk beverage that people can use for drinking. So again, there's some concern with that. Not much high in terms of uh, protein qualities. Usually fortified with vitamin D, calcium. It can be a source of saturated fat. Again, there's some debate on that in terms of the availability and what's happening within that saturated fat but as dietitians we look still look at it it's a source of saturated fat again figured in in terms of your whole intake and what you're doing in
0: terms of your diet all of these alternatives we've talked about are any of them more nutritious than milk some of them in the can be,
1: when you look at some of them, they can be higher than milk in terms of calcium. Um, They could be higher maybe in terms of a certain vitamin, but it really depends on what that manufacturer has chosen to add to that product in terms of it. But as they say, I think they're tending to use milk as kind of the standard of looking at it. So if you're looking at some of the products, I know some of the almond milks out there will say, oh, this has 45% of your calcium intake, which is great. You are getting a good amount of it. So if you're looking at that alternative for a calcium source, good source if you're looking at it for a protein no so it depends what are you as a consumer looking at that product for and i also think what are you willing to spend because a lot of these may
0: cost more than they might definitely cost more now um can you use them all for baking like you would with milk
1: you have to be careful because again you're dealing with a different type of beverage so again i would use any manufacturer's guidelines in terms of that um because if you're going to experiment you might come out with a different quality product
0: okay um what about do they all need refrigeration
1: as far i think once you open them yes i know that the nut based ones once until they weren't open they were okay sitting on the shelf um so then after that yes and you do need to shake a lot of them because a lot of them have calcium added to it so it might settle at the bottom of your container so make sure you're shaking it so if you're getting whatever product you want to make sure
0: you're getting it all in in your quantity that you're using Now, you've mentioned how important it is for people to sort of read the label. Are the nutrition labels for all of these products the same traditional label that we're used to seeing?
1: Well, that's a concern because with the new labeling, again, I don't know if consumers have noticed. I'm starting to see new labels, and I'm seeing some of the old labels. So some of the companies are still dealing with the old label and they haven't switched to the new label. One of the new label changes is potassium, which I think is a very important thing for people, especially um, some of the patients that we deal with. So looking at the potassium, you might see it on some products. It might not yet be on some products. So I always tell people, if you have any question in terms of that, Call the manufacturer. They're in the process of getting those new labels ready. So that's why they have that information. They might not, it might not stop being in that package at this point.
0: Or maybe online on the manufacturer's yep. website? go in or terms
1: something. of it, go to the PDF, um, put the company in and get
0: their updated nutrition information, I think is very important. Well, it seems like you have to do really some investigating if you're wanting to switch over to yes, one of these. Yes, I
1: think so. so. Just as in any kind of product or anything, just because it's the new thing out there. You need to ask those questions. Why am I using it? What am I willing to spend? Um, What do I want as far as taste? Um, My one big thing is it always goes back to taste. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, just because your neighbor is using almond milk or someone's telling you it's healthy, why do you want to use it? What are your concerns in terms of it?
0: Well, good information. This has been very informative. Thank you so much. Thank you. My guest has been Maureen Franklin, registered dietitian nutritionist from Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.